Welcome aboard Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Rebel Zen. I'm David, and I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Stephanie. So, now that Rise of the Resistance is open, Disneyland has gotten a bit more crowded than it typically is this time of year, particularly in the residence camp area of Galaxy's Edge. So, how do you get your Star Wars adventure fix without the crowds? Uh, well, one one of the options is visiting a really cool not-for-profit museum in Petaluma, California called Rancho Obi-Wan and experiencing the largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia in the world. Petaluma, my neck of the woods. Awesome. Uh, I've actually never heard of Rancho Obi-Wan, so this is pretty interesting for me. But according to their website, Rancho Obi-Wan's mission is to, quote, inspire people by showcasing the collection and promoting a warm, joyous, inclusive environment for a fun, authentic fan experience. They present collectibles and works of art, including fan-made pieces to inspire others to be imaginative, creative, seek more information, and learn new crafts, end quote. And believe it or not, Stephanie just got back from visiting. Yay. And she's going to tell us all about her experience. Double yay. Right after the break. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. So, Stephanie, tell us about your adventures at Rancho Obi-Wan. You got something to say? I do. Have oh, I was going to say okay. she's speechless <laughs> for a while. Right? I, I'm still blown That's away. I am still blown away by all of, of the cool Star Wars stuff that that I saw. So this is a private residence in Petaluma, and it was formerly a chicken ranch. There were about twenty thousand chickens there at one point. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman who bought the property is a huge Star Wars collector. He's actually been collecting since 1976. Before, wow. Before the the movie came out. Um, Steve Sansweet is his name, and he was a reporter, a writer for the Wall, um, the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, Wall yes. Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, and uh, started his collection. Then he wasn't writing on entertainment at that point, but he managed to. He was a big science fiction fan, and one of his coworkers had a promotional piece for Star Wars that was thrown in the trash. Oh my gosh! So after hours, Steve like rescued this from the trash and that's kind of how his collection began and now <laughs> and now it's 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 huge and it's as massive. do many star wars collections right right so anyway it's a a private residence and it's it's gated and they they give you the address and they give you all these specific instructions once you you sign up to do a tour and they have converted these old chicken houses basically into this literally holy grail of Star Wars. <laughs> and just imagine like porgs running around when you see like chicken <laughs> houses. There there are oh, chickens God. still there. They they have some some of their own chickens that are oh, there. They're not nice. in the in the houses though. So mm-hmm. 
we rolled up. There was about 10 people on the tour from all over the place. We rolled up. We got out of the car. And they're like, you must be Tony and Stephanie. And we're like, how'd you know? We're in Star Wars garb. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they're like, oh, wow, you guys came all the way up from Anaheim. So people are always fascinated that people actually live in Anaheim. It's so weird to me. But <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You live there? Uh, anyway, and we rolled up. And they kind of gave us a, a quick tour of like the outside and explained all the stuff with the, with the chicken uh, ranch conversion and all that. And then they took us into what is kind of their party room. Hmm. And inside Ooh, their party room, they have a party. They have does a it have party. chickens in it? It does not have chi- the chickens <laughs> are outside. The chickens are outside. You can party with the chickens. What's, outside. what's a party room without chickens? <laughs> For some reason, I get this image of like Muppet chickens running around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but they—it's a big uh, party room where they host uh, people have gotten married up there. They've done oh. corporate parties. It's a room that seats about fifty people, and there is a huge Star Wars. Uh, it was a sign. It was a, a promotional piece that was done before one of the movies, and that's on one wall in this. In this covers a whole wall, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, there's a huge Jabba the Hut display, <laughs> and then on the that, other uh, side, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you have to stop there. <laughs> Jabba the Hut. Yes. Display. Yes. Can you please explain what that is? <laughs> so it's a because it sounds right now all I'm ma- imagining is a huge job of the hut mannequin just kind of sitting in the corner of a room. Pretty much, it's just a. Big, that's it was terrifying. Done, it was done for I believe one of the Star Wars celebrations, and oh, so it's okay. just this big, this big thing. <laughs> so full size. Full, yeah, he's. I mean, oh. it's huge. It fits. On I was one thinking wall. like a display Gosh. case with all yeah, the little dinner. No, See, that's what I was hoping. It's it's one, it's one big Jabba, and then Salacious Crumb is next to him. And, yeah, and that takes up a whole wall there. And then on the other side, they have these really cool barbecues and bar, like for wet porgs. bar. For no! Save <laughs> 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 our pets! <laughs> that look like they came porgs from... Porgs are pets, not food. food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They look like they came from the, the inside of, of a Star Cruiser. Oh. Like, a, like a, you know, dark side kind of you know with the lights really in the middle cool. of it and they use those for their their parties and so they have all the catering stuff the chafing dishes and mm-hmm. all that stuff so they've hosted all sorts of, of parties and stuff so and it's kind of like ronto roasters almost where it's like mechanical little, things that don't really go um, usually with cooking apparatus it's it's not really mechanical because it's just the outside of it it's just like encased in this oh okay okay this stuff but yeah and um, Steve is also a licensed minister, so he can marry people up there. So they've had they've done weddings <laughs> and stuff with Java in attendance. With Java in attendance, with Jabba and behind Luke, you. not Luke, right. Han and Leia, and that'd be that'd be kind of cool, though. I mean, that'd be yeah. a great you know? wedding. If photo you were in your fiance were Star Wars super fans, and you went up to Rancho Obi Wan dressed as Han and Leia to get married by Steve, then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. could you imagine your kids like where'd you where'd you get Married? Tatooine, yeah, dustiest wedding ever. Right. Jeez. So then we walked into the the main part where the exhibit starts, and you go upstairs, and the first thing that's pointed out is where the restroom is, and it's a restroom. It's a restroom. Okay. It's a restroom, but you have to walk in because inside of this bathroom, there's all these collectible Star Wars bath things. So there's oh. soap. There's 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 toiletries. There's all this kind of stuff in there that's that's Star Warsy. There's even a toilet seat that's on the wall, so you don't actually <laughs> sit on it. 
and it's all about the the sarlacc pit. So oh my you, gosh! You, I'll, I'll 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 show a picture of it. But oh, that'd but, be so um, gross. Yeah, it's it's actually a, a reference to to that. Uh, I took uh, I I think I took probably a hundred photos in there. It was crazy hmm. how many pictures I took in there. But then there's all the posters. So on the walls, there's all these movie posters and everything from. Um, the original posters that came out to like French versions of the posters, mm-hmm. um, all these, all these things. Okay, so this is the this is the this is the quote on the on the so Boba Fett's on the outside of this toilet seat, and it says, "Open my lid if you dare." See you in a um, see you in a thousand years, sucker! And it's oh, got the, the sarlacc pit. That's right. Yeah, so that's like awesome. You're, oh my yeah, goodness. you're going into the sarlacc pit. But um, yeah, so there's the posters, <laughs> and then there's uh, Hallmark little the little what are they called the, the little the stuff, plushy ones the plushy ones oh gosh what are there's they there's a name for them I don't know them. what they are but I don't collect those but um, there's a whole wall of those and then there's all the action figures so there's just tons of action figures all the original action figures in the bathroom you're talking about no this or is no, outside okay. of the bathroom okay so we're outside the bathroom we're in the hallway now can I jump in for yes. one second. So if you want to see a little tiny little bit of what Stephanie's talking about, mm-hmm. there is a Netflix series called The Toys That Made Us. Yes. Yes, and it's the a great very, series. very first episode, they, they focus on Star Wars toys. And probably about, I think it's about halfway through, they have like maybe a one or two minute um, conversation with Steve. Oh, great. Uh-huh. And they actually, um, Steve takes you in and shows you um, a few rooms that has a lot of the Star Wars toys, um, but that's a great one to go along with this. Mm-hmm. The, you know, go, if you you really if you're going to go see Rancho Obi Wan, you should watch this episode because it talks about the history of so many of the different toys of why the Boba Fett one is so uh, expensive and this and that. So mm-hmm. it, um, the creators and designers, and I will let you get back to yeah. Rancho Obi Wan. So anyway, then you you walk into the kind of main room, and there's this big display in the middle that came from Target, and it's more action figures, and then action figures, stormtroopers lined up on the bottom of it, and it's huge. And then kind of behind that in the corner is the Cantina Band, and these Mm -hmm. are, they're rudimentary animatronics. They came from FAO Schwartz in New York from the flagship store there, and Steve had them brought, and they actually, they they play along, they play the Cantina. So they're they're actual functional animatronics. functional animatronics. I mean, they just kind of move and play. Yeah. But still, it's not not a statue or something. It's not Abe Lincoln, but they do do move around (laughs) and play their their bit. Then there's a Darth Vader, there's an Obi-Wan, but... You can't even imagine how massive, and I, I recommend everybody. You can find this on YouTube too. They've they've done. He allows cameras and photos and all sorts of things in there, so you can you can go on YouTube and find this too. But it's it's just this huge, massive, and because it's it's in this old chicken ranch, or these like kind of long, narrow buildings, and so he's got stuff everywhere. He's got stuff on the ceiling. He's got stuff on the sides. Um, he's got stuff behind the stuff. Yeah. Um, they also have an offsite facility where he has even more stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The photos and the videos I've seen of the place, it looks like almost like a flea market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like it, it's just like there's so much to look at. Yeah, it's just and, and a lot of them are just on shelves. It's not like they're in glass cases mm-hmm. and such mm-hmm. like that. They're actually and actually on the toys uh, that made us. He like the, I don't know your personal experience. He was just kind of like grabbing and fumbling around with. Yeah. Our, he, yeah, he yeah. just like kind of randomly grabbed stuff and 
drops them. It's like, look, calm down. They're toys. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're meant to be played with. But, you know, the rest of us are going like, oh, my God, this should be in the Smithsonian. Yeah. And you're, yeah. You're, you're goofing about. So Steve actually did not give us our tour. It was a gentleman, oh, okay. gentleman named Michael who's known hmm. Steve for about 20 years. And he was our docent. Oh, nice. But he was, he was picking up stuff along the way. And, of course, you know, we were... Not you know we uh, we were respectful and nobody you know was touching anything but he would pick up random things and, and tell stories about it and um, there's everything from legit toys to knockoffs the knockoff <laughs> section was pretty funny um, there's fan made stuff too so yeah. there's piñatas and and puppets and all sorts of fan made stuff too so he doesn't hmm. just collect just genuinely licensed merchandise and of course what happened was. He had had this collection uh, when you know the first the 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 what we were what we will call Star Wars you know four five and six mm-hmm. came out and then he kind of thought he was done with his collection and then one know, two and three came out and then you know seven eight nine the, yeah so you know this this collection will never be complete he's mm-hmm. already said that he's he's not a completionist he knows he will never no matter what he does in his life he will never have. Everything Star Wars, but um, he also has a good advantage for collecting things because he was actually the head of Star Wars fan relations at Lucasfilm oh. for about 15 years. So he had some good connections with people giving him stuff. And in fact, there's at the very end, there's a giant Darth Vader. He's about it's a it's a Darth Vader head. And it's about eight feet. Eight, what, uh, eight feet. Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, eight feet tall. And he remembers seeing it. Uh, came from a Toys R Us in, I think, New York or somewhere. <laughs> toy, this is just the head. <laughs> just the face. Just like just the, the face. face. Mm-hmm. Like a, is... kind of a flatter, you know, not very thick. Eight feet, mm-hmm. eight feet tall. Eight feet tall. Like, yeah, a, yeah, like embossed. That's a good, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good word for it, Zen Relief. And he remembered seeing this thing in a store back in the day. And when the store closed, they called... Lucasfilm um, and said, hey, do you guys want this back? And Lucasfilm's like, no, you know, we don't want it back. And they're like, but we know somebody who might want it. (laughs) So they called Steve and Steve remembered it being like four foot and made out of foam. Mm -hmm. Well, unbeknownst to him, it was eight feet and had metal in it too to keep the thing up. (laughs) So they had to, he had to get it. So he got it for free, quote unquote free, you know, things are free, but he had to pay to get it back here, which cost about $5,000 to get it back here. So that's at the at the end of the tour. Leave it in your garage. Leave it in your garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But, so he has all sounds sorts like of a things. marriage fight just waiting to happen <laughs> in anybody else's garage. <laughs> Can we put Literally this in the anybody bedroom, else's. honey? <laughs> honey, Can we take do you this out really? Of the do you really need the eight foot Vader? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Next time it's my I'm washing prized possession, in a, uh, kitchen sink. I'm going to tell my wife it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, Michael our docent actually has a French version of the Star Wars poster that's rather large mm-hmm. and it's framed and it's it's beautiful and his wife is she's a Star Wars fan too but mm-hmm. but she suggested you know maybe that would look better in in Steve's museum <laughs> than it would in our house so uh-huh. it is it is on loan to Steve and there are there are other items that are on loan that are you know owned by other people that are that are on, <laughs> on like permanent on permanent loan, loan wow. because you know, they, they may or may not be allowed in in somebody's house due to oh relation, relationship issues I, I don't know I don't know if you guys remember uh, a couple years ago there was like a semi-viral video going on during the French presidential elections of a fringe candidate. I don't even remember his name, but he was talking about, uh, similar to what's going on here, building uh, a space force, mm-hmm. like a, 
Oh. You know, uh, he was talking, he was discussing the logistics of building a military force in space, and he sort of flubbed the names Ooh. of Star Wars characters. Oh, no. He no. said, oh, you know, it's all good in the land of, like, Larry Skywalker oh. and whatever the name of that weird space bear is. Space um, bear. <laughs> Anyways, you saying that it was a, a French Star Wars thing yeah. kind of reminded me of that. So. He could have yeah. said Captain Kirk. Yeah. Uh, he it's, could have. Yeah. That could have been worse. Larry Skywalker is <laughs> so almost most worse. That reminds yeah. me of like like the, the Kylo Ren undercover boss thing. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I could see that being like, no, this is Larry Skywalker. Larry Skywalker, Skywalker and Skywalker. Princess Lily. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But oh my gosh. just an amazing amount of stuff and props and, and vehicles and I can't. It's so hard to even describe everything that we saw. In, okay, that we name your favorite. See. Yeah. So I think my favorite thing is they had a section of the museum that was set up like a child's bedroom from the 70s. <gasps> and when we walked oh, over that's there, amazing. When we walked over there, they played the old um, disco Star Wars theme song from oh, the 70s. Nice, yes. And they had the Star Wars sheets on bunk beds, and they had all sorts of toys and stuff laying around, and books in the bookshelves. Oh, yeah, he also has a huge Star Wars library. One room is all books. Ooh, books and scripts, nice. and yeah. But anyway, that was just really cool, because it just brought back so many memories of the toys, and you know, looking around going, yeah, I had that, or, mm-hmm. you know, this is something. And they did ask us what our favorite um, Star Wars memorabilia item is and Tony had the, the best answer ever he said because the question was posed as okay if, if your house was on fire what's the one Star Wars item <laughs> that you would run back in the burning house for to, to save mm-hmm. and Tony's was well my pinball machine but it's a little too big to take out on a oh, fire so, right. you know, and, um, my so. girlfriend she's the <laughs> largest piece of Star Wars memorabilia yeah the most important yeah there you go. but anyway so that was kind of interesting to hear people's comments and just looking at the action figures that are like in pristine condition and going oh man I have that but my R2 has it's you know both of its legs are missing yeah. it's in a, it's in a, a Ziploc bag the stickers all rubbed off oh. you know it's in, it's, yeah. in, it's in poor condition but, but these things are pristine because you know we didn't know we were kids we played with stuff mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah how much um 789 stuff is there over there there's some I mean, more so, you know... More They're waiting to build a new wing. Yeah. Daisy, Daisy <laughs> Ridley is just there on loan, like, yeah. half the time. That would be interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah, there, there is quite... There's there's a lot of... There, and, you know, I don't actually know, because there's there's stuff that isn't out on display either. Oh, so he's there's so archives. Not only yeah. does he have this stuff, and he's got all these shelves in the back and things hanging from the ceiling, mm-hmm. but he has an off-site storage facility, too, mm-hmm. where he's got yeah. even more stuff there, so... What about like um, Galaxy's Edge stuff? Like, does yeah, he, he have had all stuff? the tiki mugs. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, oh. he hadn't he hadn't been on on Rise yet. So he was. People were asking, "Oh, have you guys been on Rise?" You know, because mm-hmm. we live close. And and how do you get in? And how do you you know? So yeah, he had a, a, a bunch of Galaxy's Edge stuff. Um, he also has all of my the the, the geeky tiki mugs that I've been collecting nice. from my tiki bar. Mm-hmm. He has all of those. And I was like, oh yeah, that Rancor was really hard to get. He goes, yeah, it was. <laughs> Um, and the other thing is, Steve will be, they will be at Star Wars Celebration, which will be in Anaheim mm-hmm. in August. 
Uh, that's actually where I found out about about this was the last Star Wars celebration. I went over to the booth. I'm like, oh, what's this? And they'll they'll bring out some of the cool stuff, fun stuff, and have it on display in their booth. Hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's where I met Anne, who who works with Steve, and she's kind of the the curator. She she ah. she's kind of in charge of of cataloging, if you would, all this all this stuff, which mm-hmm. is an incredible, yeah. ridiculous job. And then she kind of handles a lot of the the events and, and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. And so I know I had I had uh, gone by there and then gotten information about going up there, but then just finally recently just made the trip. But but they're super excited. They're going to be there. Um, yeah. So nice. So real quick, since yes. you mentioned it, have you been on Rise? Yes, I have been on Rise. Really, really, really quick thoughts without spoiling anything. Yes, because I don't were, want to know. Were, were, you, were you happy with the experience? I was, was a one-month embargo. Yes. One-month embargo. <laughs> but, but, but just answer that question. Were you, were you satisfied with the experience that you had? Absolutely. Okay. We, we waited a total of 14 hours between going there in the morning and getting our boarding group. And fortunately, we live close, so we went home. We went to breakfast, and then we went home. And the ride broke down three times that day. So oh we did gosh. not get to ride till after 8 o'clock. Yeah. And we were boarding group 75, and they only took up to 81 that day. Wow. This was the third day of, of Rise being open. Mm-hmm. And we got off the ride, and Tony and I just looked at, our, at each other, and we were just blown away. Like, we just, we so just, had there been a line, like, to get back on, we would have gone right. There wouldn't have Is been it, any discussion. We would yeah. have just gotten back on it and, and rode it again. Did you get an impression, like, you know, you signed up, did they say, oh, like, did you get an impression when you would have to come back by chance? No, because what happens is they try to take between like eight and ten boarding groups an hour mm. on a on a regular day, but you just never know when it's going to break down. And there's so many different elements. So there wasn't it. like an alert or a text like you're no. And lo- what happens now is now loading the, the, boarding well, groups. Well, it tells and, you which boarding groups are loading, but then it'll stall when the ride breaks down. So that's right. when you know, okay, the ride's down. Oh. You do have but a two-hour window to return. But at least you knew like um, probably around 65 is like, oh, maybe we should kind of yeah, start ex- heading towards exactly. back to the oh, we, okay. We, okay. Well, what happened was it was about 6.30 at night and it, it had been stuck at 62. And we said, you know what? Let's just go. We'll get some dinner and and then okay. just kind of wait it so out. So it wasn't and then like once you just had there, to started, sit there and wait and wait and wait. No, it, at it least tells, you get the impression. It, it tells yeah. you okay. what time. But but we went home because, again, we live so close. And getting back in two hours is nothing for us. Right. And, and we went back sooner than that. Um, but it's amazing. It it's just got it's got everything you would want in a Star Wars ride that that you can imagine. And I don't think I'm giving any spoilers away that it's trackless. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least a portion of it is. Um, I was concerned about one element in the ride. Um, I won't give away that, but um, that was no big deal for me. I was able to handle that portion of the ride. Uh, just it's so high tech and. Now I know why it breaks down a lot. Is yeah. Because if any single one of those, there's basically kind of four sections to the ride. Hmm. So if any of those things break down, it could cause a delay. There's just so much technology in this ride. Yeah. And you can you right. think about like Indy, and mm-hmm. that's like from 1995, yeah. and it still breaks down all the time. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Hopefully after the refurb, maybe not as much. But yeah, yeah I can I only imagine with <coughs> new technology like this. This yeah. new technology, it really... 
uh, people are calling it an F ticket. They're not even calling it wow. an E ticket. It's like it's like beyond an E ticket. Huh. Mm-hmm. It really it really is. And would that be an F minus? Yeah. That means it's like extra good or mm. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's incredible and um, I don't know how they're gonna top that. Ooh, you know, okay. they're 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 working on other other things for Marvel and and whatnot, but that ride is gonna be around for a very very long time would, and it's mm-hmm. going to be popular for a long time as would, well would you classify it as a thrill ride i would not it looks like an experience it's it's an experience i would classify it as like star tours on steroids mm-hmm. okay a little bit okay so you're, somewhat. you're 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 getting you know it's it's definitely family friendly i mean there were there were lots of kids on it and mm-hmm. and um adults and it's not uh, there was there was nothing that was bothersome to me about it, and as you guys know, I'm not the biggest roller coaster. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go on Guardians of the Galaxy or any kind of coaster that's going to totally flip me and shake me and do that. But mm-hmm. um, very much a kind of an upgraded um, family friendly attraction, and okay. it was nice because it had elements of animatronics and screens and and all these different things and you know motion and. All these different things that you would want in a ride, but done in such a way that it all kind of came together. Mm-hmm. And there was so much to see inside the ride, and the cast members too are amazing. So mm-hmm. um, you have both um, some, you know, some first order, and you have some rebel folks involved in this, oh, and nice. they're okay. very much in character, and they do not break character. Nice. So, yeah, and I also have heard from cast members, too, that they switch off, too, so sometimes oh. they're they're playing more of a, you know, Imperial, and then sometimes they're First Order, and then sometimes huh. they're playing a Rebel, which is cool, too, to kind of, but they're very, um, they're, they're very in character, and it was nice to kind of see that element going on with the cast members too of playing those roles with inside the the ride too of getting you getting you on and off or getting you here mm-hmm. to there or you know kind of escorting you okay go here and do this and um and the end of the ride is pretty cool too and hmm. and getting off and then walking back back out but um, we wrote it at night um but it's all indoor anyway. But I think the ending, I kind of want to see that during the day. Oh, okay, so it's um, like um, you Falcon, up, where yeah, you yeah. end up kind of outside. Yeah, it's kind of oh. like Falcon, where you you know, you're, but you're indoor. Um, Everybody who came off the ride with us, everybody was cheering and clapping and applauding. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it was just this big thing. And even the queue is fun. There's a lot of different things to see and do. Yeah. Another thing they did in the queue, which was so smart, is the queue is there's a lot of rocks inside the queue and they built like benches into the rocks oh, so you can actually like good. sit oh, for a minute yeah, yeah. that's you the one thing sit. I have a complaint about Disneyland is yeah. just yeah. not enough places to just sit. to sit yeah. so you know while the line is kind of moving you can just sit for a minute and I was like and oh scooch. good because yeah. even mm-hmm. though we had a boarding group the land is so packed in there so what happened was and this 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 kind of drove me nuts is you know Disneyland's famous for the line to get into the line and um so once you have your boarding group, you go over to Rise and you um, show them your boarding group mm-hmm. and then you go in and you got to scan like you would a fast pass, max pass. Hmm. Well, we roll up and 
there's a line to even be scanned for your of boarding course. group. But there's people camped out whose boarding groups have not been called yet. Mm-hmm. So there's like strollers and people sitting down. And so we had to like navigate around these people. Like, are you in line? Are you not in line? You know, it's like, and there was no cast member like, okay, your boarding group hasn't come up. Like, go to the other side. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a pain. But then we waited in line itself about probably about 50 minutes hmm. to actually ride. Okay. And it was worth it. The line the line moved pretty quickly, and there were interesting things to see in the queue. And then the, the bench seating in there was, was pretty awesome, too. So nice. definitely ride it. Uh, definitely get there early. To yeah, ride it. yeah I know of course. Poor Jennifer here tried. I tried. We, we left... I, I don't know. Like, maybe we didn't leave early enough. We left at, like, 6.20 or something. And then by the time all was said and done, traffic was a Not nightmare. Committed. Like, worst traffic I've ever, ever seen in, like, all my years of going, even during, like, summer and holiday season. Like, that was the worst ever. And we got in the door, I think, 8.05. So God. we got to hear everyone cheer. But Yeah, it's this dead <sighs> silence, too, on Main Street. Yeah, and also too, I've never seen Main Street more packed on a day like that, other than for the 60th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And then everybody getting their passes, and then about facing everyone leaving. leaving. Yeah. yeah, and the parks not, was not really prepared for that when we went because they weren't prepared to have buses taking people back to Toy Story. Yeah, you know, or shuttles of people because they used to everybody coming in. So yeah. that's that's been a in the morning. In the yeah, morning, everyone leaving like, in the morning. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I almost wish that they did something where it's like you try for a pass, maybe from home or something, and mm-hmm. then you have to go to Disneyland and like. Yeah get it verified you know so it's or, not like you can just I, like I grab one i hate to you say know? it you know what yeah. you you make people put if you put like a five dollar reservation fee mm. yeah that, that reduces the number of people that's pay, refunded pay to play yeah. Re, that's yeah. refunded no no which is completely refunded but if you don't show up you know you get charged i think yeah. the they, reason they, they're they, not they, doing this is because of the they don't they they're still kind of in test mode on it. Yeah, and I think that's why they didn't do any uh, any previews for it for right. APs or yeah. or do like a you know hey let's charge a hundred bucks and you get to ride the ride because they can't really guarantee that you're going to get to go on. Yeah, right. even Florida's still having their issues with it too. So. Yeah, but but Zen's point is not entirely out of the question no, because they do not. something similar with. Uh, Disneyland Dining. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have ever booked dining reservations mm-hmm. through the app, but they take your your credit card mm-hmm. down when yeah. you reserve dining, and they say, "Look, we're not going to charge you for this unless you're a no show." Right. Right. So that could even like well, it, reduce it the number of reservations. That, you know, that you get. number of buses in and out, and then the you know, right. You know, it. Anyways, it would be nice for people to be able to plan or at least your, yeah. you know book yeah. a reservation even if they're booked out or if they had okay a reservation opens up for the next two weeks and you try to get in okay you don't get in on that okay let's see what goes on and nothing's ever guaranteed but um, yeah. there are people that I know there's a gentleman who was on on one of my Facebook pages that was from out of town and he tried three days in a row yeah and couldn't get on just because of technology or whatnot and you just don't know i mean you could be standing next to the person next to you and they could get boarding group 12 and we got 75 Mm -hmm. yeah you just don't know and i had to do it we had to do it on tony's phone and tony has an android which sorry any of you android phone lovers out there (laughs) but i absolutely can't can't stand that phone um I couldn't do it on my phone because I had tickets for the 80s night that were oh. linked to my pass, and I could not remove them. Yeah. So we had to do it on his phone, and 
And the other thing to do is get a countdown clock too. So one person has a countdown clock on their phone and the other one has it on their on their app and you just got to hit it right away mm-hmm. and just see what you get. Uh-huh. <laughs> so hopefully... I'm going to try again at some yeah. point. We'll yeah. see. Try, try, well, try again. We, we will keep our fingers crossed for you, Jennifer. Yes. All right. So <clears throat> have you ever been to Rancho Obi-Wan or have you ridden Rise of the Resistance yet? <clears throat> Are you planning to try anytime soon? Let us know. In the meantime, that's it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our next episode later this week. Yes, and if you just can't wait until then to see all of our lovely stuff again, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all of those platforms, at Main Street UCI, for pictures of our Disney adventures, interesting articles, updates on the show, polls. You can find it all while you're there. Give us a follow, give us a like, uh, give us a listen, and be sure to tell your friends, send us messages, ask us questions. We are eager to hear from each and every one of our listeners. And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, UCIDCE, to his his friends. (laughs) Find their career-boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.